If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. I suppose I've told this story on more than one occasion, but it's, it's such a good story, and it's so appropriate for us right now. The past year has been something that year and a half has been something of an ordeal for many people. You know, on the face of it, COVID is suffering and misery in so many different ways for so many people. But on the tails side of that COVID coin is the relationships that we've created with people from around the world because we need to be adaptable as, as human beings. And as, as people, we have been adaptable over the last year and a half. And, you know, the survival of the fittest idea is not the biggest, toughest, strongest, meanest. It's the most adaptable. And uh, humankind has done that. We've, we've adapted and we've made connections. We've, we've made our relationships stronger and richer because of our, our need to adapt and our capability to do that. And um, as an example of that uh, adaptation in those relationships, um, I, was, um, I was on a Zoom learning program with uh, Yulia Kartoshkina from Minneapolis. She referred me to someone who went to a webinar of hers, Joanne, in New York City. And Joanne referred me to Cornelia Walter from Berlin at the time. And Cornelia is in New York now. Uh, Cornelia is uh, the author of multiple books and um, just a, a, a tremendous opportunity for me to speak with, uh, with her on the show today. Um, welcome, Cornelia. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. And it, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's really amazing to, um, to see the connections that we've made. I don't know that, that without our need to adapt that we would have met. Who knows? It's, it's <laughs> always this combination of challenges and opportunities and everything that's negative has an upside. Yeah. The, um, your, your most recent book is um, Leadership for Social Change and Development, and uh, it's um, uh, inspiration and transformation. And looking at the, the back of the book, it says, this is a must read for anyone seeking to explore their true purpose in life. And, there, you know, there's the, one of the things that really gets me going is the idea of uh, helping people to find their purpose. And, um, uh, you know, there's the, the great uh, line Victor Frankl has um, about um, the, the meaning of my life is to help others find meaning in their lives. And I've really taken that to heart because that's one of those things that still gives me goosebumps when I think about it, you know, reading that. Um, the first thing I wanted to, to ask you about is, is how did you get to where you are? How did you become who you are? Well, they are very many different ways to answer that, right? The short answer is I have been very lucky. The little bit longer answer is that I always wanted to change the world, even mm -hmm. so that sounds very naive and idealistic, but there's no moment in my time when I think back of me as a little child where I did not have that feeling, well, it's not fair, let's do something about it. Mm -hmm. So eventually I wanted to become a lawyer. And at one point I realized that I don't want to spend my life doing what others are writing and saying what others are telling me. Mm -hmm. 
So I became a lawyer and I studied law. I did my master's in law and eventually I did my PhD in law, but at the time already working in Congo. Um, and at one point I realized the rules that we put out there are just as good as the people who implement them. So I changed again and I became a humanitarian worker. And for 20 years, I've been living and working mostly in West Africa, but also in Afghanistan and Haiti and trying to make that little contribution that is the minimum that we can and should do. Mm-hmm. And realized at that point that it's not about doing, it's about helping others people do. And so I took a sabbatical and began to write down a paradigm for social transformation, which is based on the understanding that individual change is the composition of four dimensions with soul, heart, mind, and body expressed as aspirations, emotions, thoughts, and sensations, which makes each of us a mirror of the society that we evolve in with individuals that are part of communities, that are part of countries, and ultimately, together with nature, form planet Earth. And so the reason why from that moment on, I kept on pursuing this dynamic is that it seems, and this is not just me saying it, but science proving it, that this can translate the utopia of we change the world into something very concrete and pragmatic, which begins at the core of the center, the aspiration of individuals for meaning, as Viktor Frankl says, Mm -hmm. for purpose. And that's the reason why the one book that I initially set out to write became two books, the second one being about my own story and humanitarian actors, the third one being about COVID and pussy, the paradigm I'm telling about, and the fourth one about technology and social change at large scale, and ultimately the one about leadership and inspiration that you just referred to. But it still boils down to the fact I am who I am because of what happened before I became who I am today. And maybe it's also a positioning of who I'll be one hour, one year, or 10 years from now. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, um, and we've got about a minute left until the break, um, you mentioned uh, early on that you were, you were lucky. And uh, I know you, you uh, give credit to your parents. It's not only my parents in the sense of my mother and father, but mm-hmm. it's basically that second split second of birth, which decides 99.5% of who we are and become in life. Because mm-hmm. when you think about it, I was very, very lucky to be born a child in a family that could take care of me, Mm -hmm. that could offer me food, education, protection, health, all of these things that we so easily take for granted Mm -hmm. in a country that has a passport that basically allows you access to travel the world, in a country that is safe from war, from mostly, at least until recently, from natural disaster. So that moment in life has probably been the most decisive one Mm -hmm. that is ever going to happen because I have met over the past 20 years so many girls who, when I was walking to work or driving through their village, they were carrying water on their heads or maybe best walking to school barefoot And I'm pretty sure that many of them had just as much potential, if not much more, but they will never fulfill it because they will marry too soon, maybe give birth too soon and die too soon. But in any given case, they will never have the opportunities that I was so lucky to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that um, opportunity that um, that um, 
that luck of birth is something that quite often I don't think we appreciate that. Um, like you said, we take it for granted. And the opposite, um, what I found is uh, of, of appreciation is taking something for granted. Um, good stuff to start out with. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be back um, uh, after this break. Take a listen to these uh, important words from our sponsors here on Bravehearts Radio. We'll see you on the other side of 60 Seconds. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. No Mission Specialist because it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. Connect with me on LinkedIn, and uh, when you go to LinkedIn, uh, see my profile. I think you'll uh, maybe get the... Uh, uh, parade analogy. The uh, the picture on my profile is the uh, the parade after the Apollo eleven astronauts returned from the moon. And um, one of my one of my favorite stories. Um, I, I won't tell it again, but it's uh, it's about um, uh, it's a it's about our connection uh, with the Brave Hearts for Kids organization and NASA. So um, that's one of the reasons I call myself the mission specialist. Today, my guest is uh, Cornelia Walter. Uh, we're talking about the, um, how, how lucky we were to be born into the families that we were born into and how, it, you know, to, in my case, is to appreciate that my parents stayed together, you know, the whole time that I was a kid, that uh, they were both teachers and valued education above just about anything else, you know, things like that. Um, you... Um, you you spent a lot of time working with people that didn't have that privilege, didn't have that opportunity. Uh, you're talking about the the girls, uh, you know, that got married too soon, or you know, never really, um, ne- never really had the opportunity to become everything they they might have been in another circumstance. It was that your was that really your motivation um, to, to help those girls because of that. Well- my my motivation was that if if you like i always felt that i had so many privileges that the natural counterpart of that is the responsibility to do something ah. for those who never had them it it just seemed like you you were talking before about the two sides of one coin, Mm -hmm. but I always had that same analogy in my head about the privilege and the responsibility. You know, that's, that's interesting. You know, when you you mentioned the responsibility and someone recently told me, and I, I I don't remember the conversation, but I remember the, the, uh, the, the visual, uh, the, the, there's the statue of Liberty in New York 
And uh, whoever I was talking to was telling me that they're, they're thinking about putting up a statue of responsibility on the West Coast because it's, it's, it's like the, the two sides of the coin now. You have liberty and you have responsibility. And um, I, think they, I think it's very true that uh, they cannot exist without one another. I agree with you, but you see, and I kept on mentally chewing on that question. And actually, I did my PhD about this linkage between right and responsibility, privilege and obligation. Mm -hmm. And I came up with a huge piece of paper actually proving that that obligation that derives from the right that every human being has is something that is universal and that has far pre-existed the mm -hmm. various um, legal texts that today um, codify our commitments and the national commitments. But it led me to a far bigger question. As long as we stick towards telling people what they have to do, we'll stay with the status quo where so many people are deprived of the basic minimum of what they need. So we need to go on step further beyond you have to do X towards helping people to want to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And that was for me the point of departure of thinking around the Posey paradigm, which I mentioned mm -hmm. before. Because in the moment where the four dimensions of your being are aligned, are harmonized, that desire to give to others what you have yourself flows naturally. Mm -hmm. A question I often ask people is, uh, do you remember when it became more fun to give a gift than to receive a gift? And I think for a lot of parents, that's like, oh, yeah, when my, when my kids were small, it's like so much fun to be able to do that and, 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 and create that joy. And, and I think that that's something about um, uh, when, when, we, when we can put something instead of I, I have to do this, I want to do this. Because what I find is that when we're, when we're, um, when we're working on something that's related to our purpose, we want to do that. That's not a, that's not part of a, oh my gosh, I have to do this it's on my to-do list. Um, where I find a little bit of a dilemma is, um, is in discipline because sometimes there are things that I know I should do because they relate to something that I want more long-term. So, you know, I, I've learned that discipline is doing what you want to most ahead of what you want to right now. So when we're um, you know, body, mind, heart, and soul, um, that's the, uh, the, you describe that as the, the posi uh, model? Yeah, going, so if you think about it in the form of a spiral, mm -hmm. and I think you have the, the, the illustration that I commonly use, mm -hmm. it goes like a spiral, when you throw a stone into the water that has concentric circles with the soul or the aspiration, which is at the center, then comes the heart or our emotional core, then comes the mind, and then comes the body, which is kind of our physical interface between the inner and the outer realm. And whatever manifests outside has its core, has its seat mm -hmm. at the inside. And if we want to bring about change, we can go both ways. We can start from the inside out with that aspiration for a meaning, a purpose, or we can start from the outside in by simply doing mm -hmm. what no should happen and eventually, and that's now where it is fascinating to look at science, eventually this new behavior is going to change the wiring of our synaptic connections in the brain. And what before felt like a chore becomes like a natural habit. 
This is this is the, the uh, when we first met the, the the connection that I enjoyed so much is that you're a scientist uh, that um, uh, that has the scientific evidence and the research and the, and the, the to back up a lot of what um, uh, many many people that I uh, that I work with. Uh, have as an intuitive feeling and a, a sense of, um, um, of, I know this to be true, but um, I, I can't prove it. And that, that's, where, that's where your science really, uh, really becomes um, uh, a wonderful balance. Uh, and um, uh, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Yeah, well, what, what set me initially on the path of research was exactly that fact that I was telling people about that vision and about that idea and about that logic, which mm -hmm. is so obvious once you have wrapped your brain in the direction of twice four dimensions that influence each other and are in mutually influenced by mm -hmm. each other. But each and every time there was this, oh yeah, go back to La La Land, expression in the face of people that I was yeah. telling about. And so I thought, well, this is not going to fly. This mm -hmm. is not going to work in the long run. This is not go as going to go as far as it needs to go. Yeah. And so I began to dig into the different disciplines. And it turns out that modern science from neuroscience via psychology, from sociology over to modern medicine. It's like really you can look into each discipline and you will find something that illustrates and proves that nothing is happening in isolation, that mm -hmm. everything is connected, both at the individual and at the collective level. And if we want to live a happy life, as individuals and as a society, we have extremely big interest in understanding these multiple interplays and to systematically start to influence them, to optimize them. You know, they, the, what you say about um, um, you, you don't have to fix the world. You just have to do something and each of us doing our own little part and I, for whatever reason i was reminded of what one of my favorite poems by rabindranath tagore um and it's it's a short one so i'll share that it's um i slept and dreamt that life was joy i woke and found that life was duty i acted and behold duty was joy and I, the, the, the key part of that is, is I acted and um, just do, just, well, it sounds like a shoe commercial, just do it. <laughs> but it's so true, right? And yeah. so often we, we are intimidated by mm -hmm. our big aspirations, by our big dreams. But in the moment where you take the first steps, it's already becoming a little less intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I, I found that beautiful um, practice in Kaizen philosophy, uh, in, in Japanese philosophy, mm -hmm. which is called Kaizen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Kaizen means to do a little bit every time, a little bit every moment. And eventually, like drops fill a glass, to eventually spill over the rim, mm -hmm. it's the same thing with action that gradually leads us to fulfill our goals. Yeah. We will be back um, with, with more of this great conversation uh, on the other side of 60 Seconds. Stick with us on Brave Hearts Radio. My guest today, Cornelia Walter. I'm Brian Reinbold, the mission specialist. We'll see you on the other side of 60 Seconds. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You know, coming into the third segment, I I always um, have something to say about the National Day Calendar. You know, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great... Uh, supporters of the Brave Hearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. Uh, they, they made April 28th every year National Brave Hearts Day. And so um, I'm, the, uh, I'm the founder of National Brave Hearts Day. And, and uh, I, I get to do some voice work on National Day Calendar Radio. Which is uh, which is a lot of fun. So I always um, uh, say some good things about uh, National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com. You can find out the uh, the, the national days and um, uh, and have a lot of fun with that. So uh, my guest today, Cornelia Walter uh, from from New York City, from Berlin, from uh, from all over the world, and she's uh, she's traveled uh, the the world. Uh, when when we first met, we started talking about the idea of um, uh, in, in our theme uh, last uh, last season with the Bravehearts Radio about um, purpose and and peace. And the idea of, um, of, of peace, in a sense, to me, involves the idea that, um, uh, that, that people are understanding one another and um, will, willing to, well, how I put it, you know, the, 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 the cooking show was my, uh, was my uh, idea, the idea that um, as divisive as things can be in our world, we like to eat each other's food. So the, the cross-cultural sharing of food is an area where I, I think we have uh, an opportunity for, for peace. But, uh, but part of what I, what I learned um, through um, the connection with Cornelia and, and with, uh, with Yulia and Joanne um, about um, neuroscience and cultural neuroscience and n- knowing that we're hardwired to be more comfortable with people who, who are like us. Uh, and then also knowing that, um, understanding that and being aware of that, um, we can do something about it if we seek to be peaceful with people who are maybe a little bit unlike us. Um, is, is, am, I, am I getting that? I, I think you are, you're framing it from a different angle, but mm. I think you are very right about the fact that we are able to create outside what we have found inside. And mm. so as long as we're disconnected as individuals inside and fragmented, in terms of who we are, what we want, and what we're doing outside, 
but it seems kind of unrealistic to expect us to create social peace because it's inner harmony that is mirrored by society mm. and vice versa. So if we're not at peace with ourselves, we're not going to be at peace with anyone else. Then It seems challenging. Yeah. Think about yourself when you have Good a point. really bad day, yeah. when you get up and you are really, really gloomy. Even so that's challenging to imagine for somebody as sunny and smiley as you are. But if there's a day like that, and with that mood, you walk into uh, the living room or you walk into your office, it is very unlikely that you will create smiles and happy exchanges. Mm-hmm. And the same way holds true with other peoples whom we encounter. There's even a scientific term for that, which is called emotional contagion. When you smile at somebody, naturally, that person is going to smile back. Mm-hmm. And going beyond that, when you do something for somebody, that person is likely to replicate it consciously or not, whether towards you or towards somebody else. So it all ends up in this quadruple win-win-win-win where everybody wins when you are happy. So any investment that we make in our own happiness is an investment in the happiness of others. But even more interestingly, any investment any action that we take to nurture the happiness of somebody else is actually a direct or indirect investment in our own well-being. And that, again, is scientifically proven that the best thing that we can do for our health, for our long life expectancy, for our social relationships is not to buy a piece of cake and swallow it down. Mm-hmm. But to do something for somebody else. Yeah, that, um, you know, when, when you, you think of a smile as an emotional contagion, my, my dad used to call a smile the best investment you can make because you can give it away and you'll probably get it right back. And probably multiply it in many ways. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the world is a mirror for for who we are and what we do. And it, it's, it seems that we, uh, we get back um, what, uh, what we present to the world. And that comes back to us. I know that um, when, you know, when I'm, the, the person I'm most difficult with is me, you know, <laughs> things, things as silly as losing, you know, not misplacing something could be a pen. I, I know, and I just, I just, um, and I, what I've, what I've decided to do is just allow that to flow through me, uh, rather than try to put up a wall and and uh, and push back against it. Um, is is there a scientific uh, um, basis for for that working, letting things flow through us? Um, yes and no. I think in the end. Reality, if there is something like that, is something very relative, right? Mm -hmm. It's interpretation that you give of it. 9-11 happened not too long ago, Mm -hmm. the memorandum of it. Mm -hmm. Now, some people missed their planes. They would have been on those planes that crashed. At the time when they went to the airport, they found that they had missed their plane they were annoyed. They were angry. They were mm-hmm. sad. They had missed important appointments. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely not in a happy mood. Yeah. But think about their state of mind, their emotional feeling a couple of hours later. Yeah, that could, that could range from elation to relief to guilt. And it comes back to the fact remains the same. You were booked on a flight. You missed the flight. The flight turned out to be a nightmare mm-hmm. that ended in death and destruction. Yeah. The facts are always the same, objectively speaking. Mm-hmm. It's the subjective interpretation that begins inside. The and idea that comes, sorry, and, and that no, comes back ahead. to you no. and your misplaced pen. If yeah. you consider that 
misplaced pen as something, yeah, well, it's going to end up, or it's going to have a gathering with some of the socks that I can't find. <laughs> socks are amazing that way. You know, like, um, how, how is it possible to have 62 single socks? Well, that takes a long time to accumulate those. Why would you keep them? <laughs> um, you know, and getting back to this idea of, of the, you know, what we intuitively know and to be able to present a, present the science of this, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, moving in, in, a, um, in a direction from body to mind to heart and soul, um, I think that um, so much of the world um, doesn't appreciate the, the, the real uh, solid the reality of, of that, 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 uh, that, that there is this um, body, mind, heart, soul, um, and then, and it, and it moves in both directions. Yep. And I, I think that it's absolutely not an either or equation, that mm -hmm. question of science on the one hand and of intuition on the other hand. Mm -hmm. But on the very contrary, science is coming in now to prove something that has been said and written for millennia mm -hmm. throughout cultures, throughout continents, throughout times, that everything is connected, everything is part of a continuum, mm -hmm. everything is always changing. And there is complementarity of the many different pieces. And that, if one acknowledges these four universal principles, then one comes to the understanding that the universe is that kaleidoscope that always keeps on changing and that depending on the perspective through which you look at, it's always different. But the only thing that you can influence is your own perception and your own contribution. Yeah. Now, that reminds me of the, uh, the, the greatest freedom, according to Viktor Frankl. And he said, um, our greatest freedom is, is always to determine how to respond to anything. Yeah. It's I that was, power of choice. Yeah. And I think once we understand that no matter which position we are in, mm -hmm. the one power that nobody can take away from us is the power to choose how we're going to react to something. I'm and if fine. a person like Viktor Frankl, who has lived probably through the worst that humankind can experience from each other, mm -hmm. can say that, then I think most of us can try to follow his example in daily life. Yes, indeed. I'd maybe talk a bit more about uh, Viktor Frankl in the, in the final segment. Now we're, we're, we're winding down to our next break, and I want to invite the uh, listeners to uh, check out braveheartsradio.org for all the episodes. You know, I know that over 99% of the people that listen to the show listen uh, on podcast, and we're available anywhere you like your podcasts. So, uh, braveheartsradio.org for, um, for all the episodes of the uh, Brave Hearts Radio Show. Stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. 
As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. Well, you know the you know the drill. I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. I do have an opening for uh, one uh, one person in uh, the area of uh, life purpose coaching. So, if you're interested in that, connect with me at um, you can connect with me at Brian Reinbold two zero one four at gmail dot com. Uh, look for me on LinkedIn. Or um, you can find us at uh, BraveHeartsRadio.org. Uh, my guest today is Cornelia Walter. Um, she is the author of, of some fascinating books, um, including this, the one I have on my desk, Leadership for Social Change and Development, Inspiration and Transformation. And it's like that's some, all, all of my favorite words are in your title there, Cornelia. So um, um, we're we're uh, we're going to be coming back in a couple of weeks um, with a follow-up show. And um, so what we're, what we're looking for from the uh, Bravehearts radio audience, um, your emails, um, your, uh, your questions for uh, Cornelia about, um, about today's topic and uh, any questions, uh, er- any areas in particular that, um, You'd, uh, you'd hope that people would ask about Cornelia. Anything and beyond. But um, beyond the questions, it would be great if people come up with ideas or maybe also with questions on how they can see this happening in their real-life context and what they would need in that regard. So... I think it's a very open arena for which it would be fantastic to hear from your listeners. Yeah, that sounds great. I, so I, ideas that they have about, uh, about the subject matter um, and how, how they yeah. could practically apply this. Yeah. And, and also this whole question of how can... The, um, the cake's done. How, <laughs> Sorry. Um, sorry, How um, the the whole question of what do they need? What do they need from me, from us, Mm -hmm. from you to make it happen? Because in the end, and that's maybe also answering one of the questions that you mentioned at one point, what's next? Next is that connection of like-minded thinkers and doers, which is already underway since many years, but the more we are, the more we will be. Ideas. uh, Well, you know, we can talk about ideas for um, um, contributing toward, toward their own happiness by helping others find their happiness. Um, Ideas for, uh, ideas for not just thinking about something, but uh, how about a something simple to do? Something like that. That's that's a that's a good idea. Like one simple thing, right? Yeah, um, and something. But maybe one keeps that as a as a teaser for the next show. Yeah. There is a very simple 
meditation mindfulness exercise, which I think I'm going to show in the next season. Mm -hmm. um, but where it would be really nice to have people's feedback on how it makes them feel, if it works to integrate it in their daily life. Yeah, that sounds that sounds excellent. Um, what um, final thoughts you have on uh, on the on the uh, on the topics for, of the day? I'm really grateful for the opportunity and I immensely appreciate your interest and your openness of mind. And I, I very much hope that some people listen to this who feel like they want to change something, but who maybe until now did not dare mm -hmm. or did feel that, oh, probably other people think that I'm weird just because I think differently. So I'd rather stick to my routine because there are many people out there and whoever you are, who is listening right now, there are many people who think like you and who know and understand that the status quo is not good enough and actually never was. And that each of us has the power to contribute, to change it, so that everyone, and with that, I mean every single person on this planet has an opportunity or at least a fair chance to live up to their inner potential. That's a tall order. The question that you said um, did not dare, and I'm thinking that's, that's got to be a, a drawback for, for so many of us. Um, and uh, and I can remember when oh, I, I just I just can't. That's too big for me. Uh, I don't uh, or um, or within the within my my family unit, within my church, within my community, within whatever parameter of the social structure. I I just I just can't break out and do this thing that's different. I I don't dare. And um, that's where when when you describe something as as being and doing. Um, that, that's such an inspiration to me because it, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to change the world to change the world. I always say doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Pick up a cigarette butt. You made the world a better place. Um, and indeed, you make a contribution, but also you are making a contribution to your own self-perception. And in the moment where your action does not reflect your aspiration, your values and your beliefs, well, you are indirectly nurturing the perception that you're not doing what you should be doing. And again, drawing on science that results in cognitive dissonance, which is one of the core factors of unhappiness mm -hmm. because we need to be coherent. We want to be authentic. We need to have our four dimensions, our aspiration to be a good person, our feeling of being a good person, our thinking, our rational perception of, oh, I'm a good person, I'm doing good things, mm -hmm. and our actual behavior, they need to be aligned. Mm -hmm. And if one of them is out of sync, then in the long run, we cannot kid ourselves into um, thinking that we're happy, into feeling happy. Well, and that's, you know, that, that feeling of inauthenticity is, is you know, cognitive dissonance um, is, is something that is, um, is one of the hardest things to, uh, to deal with as a person. You know, it's, it, it's such a, um, a debilitating um, way of being. And, and I, I imagine we've all had times when we've, you know, I just don't feel right about this kind of thing, you know, and um, um, uh, let that, let that gut feeling um, tell you because, um, uh, you know, Cornelia, she, she has the science to back it up, you know, which you're, you know, um, I, I just came up with a title as, as we we're having this part of the conversation title for the show today. And, um, you know, th th I think I'm going to call it Dare to Do. I like that. I like that. And the Be facts are going to prove you right. Yeah. 
And in the end, yeah, I, I think it's it's that combination of aspiration and action. And where in the moment where you have answered or at least set out to find the answer to what is my purpose, why am I here, you have that compass. You know, you have that star at the horizon that is going to guide your every single step. And with that compass, it won't feel that intimidating mm -hmm. because amidst the jungle of opportunities and choices that we have to make every day, but there is this red line that will be connecting the dots. Good stuff. You know, that um, comments, um, ideas, uh, listeners, if you've got, if you've got an idea, if you've got a, uh, something that you need to make the idea work, if you've got, um, if you've got a comment about, um, your understanding of your purpose or why you're here, we want to hear that too, because that's cool stuff. And, um, um, something you might be daring to do. We're, we're always, um, promoting the idea, uh, on, on Bravehearts radio of, uh, a brave heart is someone with the courage and purpose to be of service to others. And um, that's, that's, that's been the embodiment of, of your life, Cornelia. And um, I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. I, I, as I say, I, I have just been lucky. I, I just have ended up being very, very lucky. Well, lucky and then um, aware enough to be grateful for the luck, because I think that's, that may be the tipping point, is a lot of us are lucky, but some, some people who are, who are tremendously lucky uh, still you know, regard themselves as victims of the world. And, um, uh, you know, if, and I, you know, like I said uh, a number of times, we've all been there. I've done that. I've, been, I've played that, that victim role, too. Um, well, I, I want to thank the Bravehearts for joining us here today. My guest has been uh, Dr. Cornelia Walther, and uh, she is the author of uh, a number of uh, fascinating books, including Leadership for Social Change and Development, Inspiration and Transformation. Um, join us every Monday at 3 Central Time for Bravehearts Radio. And remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And be well and stay well. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us this week for Bravehearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 